Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where we are reminded that sometimes life hands you lemons and you have to... Make lemonade. Really good job, honey. Or no pain. No gain. I mean, there's always going to be an obstacle, and that's going to provide... An opportunity. In disguise. I mean, it's pretty good. week or two we've had. I would say a couple of weeks. It's been, honestly, can we be really honest? I would say a, a 2022. <laughs> yeah, true. A year. And we've talked about it in earlier podcasts. Like it, it felt like God really blessed us for a long time. And he's still blessing us now. I, I shouldn't say it that way. But God let us have an easy go of it for a while. You know, meeting each other in 2019. And then, you know, early 2020, what seemed awful for so many, COVID ended up being a blessing for our family with a lot of time together. And then even 2021 kind of eased back into things. 2022. He's like, all right, now let's have some fun. Real I'm life. I've aligned the stars for you. And now anytime you plan something, I'm just going to kind of dabble in it to make, remind you of who's in charge. Going to mess with health. I mean, for not just us, but kids too. It's just a good reminder of like, wow, we are not in control. Not in control. We serve a good God who is good in all things, whether it seems good and easy or whether it seems difficult. What I think is really cool to learn about that, maybe it's not cool, is good to learn in that, (laughs) is that God's always working on us. And I think as we do get older... I've always thought this about, this is what I love about people that are even older than us. They're 60, 70, 80 years old. Do you ever notice how it seems like they don't sweat the small stuff anymore? Oh, totally. And it's because they've gone through all these things. They're like, that's not that bad. Not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're going to do a lot bigger things and you're, you're really, you're, you're in stuff right now. That's not that big of a deal. So I don't know. It, It feels like that's where it's at. But the last few weeks have been a bit of, I don't, I it's been There's a mess. There's been a lot of injuries. A lot of things lot have of, happened. Yeah. So it, I feel like it started when we came back from Cabo. So I know we can't can't complain right. about that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you were in Cabo. Right. But, but we came back. That's when we decided the, the Addisons, Amber and Adam, who were on last week's episode, agreed to be on the podcast when we were in Cabo. But when we came back from there, it wasn't well, all sunshine. The morning, the morning of travel. I get sick. We were supposed to watch the sunrise. We uh, Amber got sick first. But we didn't know that. So right, 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 right. We didn't know that. But we were supposed to watch the sunrise. Well, I woke up at like 5 o'clock in the morning sick. sick. Bad sick. And so I ended up about 7, well, 7 o'clock, I guess, I messaged Amber. And I'm like, hey, I'm we're not making this sunrise. I'm sick. And she's like, oh, my God, me too. I got sick at 4 o'clock in the morning. So it was like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, we're traveling back. We made it. But about the time, I don't know, a couple hours later, Eric started getting sick. And and I feel like 
I feel like I have never actually gotten over that. Like it's just been this on and off thing for a couple of weeks where my stomach's been completely jacked. Anyway, finally started taking a probiotic and a Z-Pack this week. And today is the first day in a couple of weeks where I felt like, oh, I'm I'm actually human again. And I knew you were sick because one, you you had zero energy. You weren't yourself. Like if you know Angie at all, she is full of life and wakes up and gives to people and she was getting through the day. I mean, you could tell it was a struggle. And then yesterday she had a really big work event in St. Louis about two hours away. She bagged it. She took a nap in the middle of the afternoon in a work day. That's when I know she's sick. Like if she naps during a work day, she's not well. And so it was that. And, and and I've still had stomach issues. Amber's lasted for a while as well. So, you know, it was one of those things like, oh, you're in Mexico. It, we weren't at an all-inclusive. Like, we were going to very nice restaurants in Mexico. And we just got a hold of something that just a bad yeah, luck deal. It was a good. bad luck deal. So we so we come back from Cabo. And, you know, immediately Tuesday, we're running kids everywhere. I have to tell a story on you. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> I'm not even sure where you're going with it, but I'm so, sure I'll catch on shortly. We we have one one nice vehicle. It is probably oh, the most. I know exactly where we're going. Nicest vehicle I've I've it, ever had. Either one of us have ever owned. Yeah, and it's not like it's completely ridiculous, but you know, it's just the nicest vehicle it's that we brand had. new. We bought it three months ago. Brand new. We saw it in Arizona on our second wedding anniversary, and. First, first wedding anniversary. Yeah, we haven't been married two oh, years. Sorry, on our first wedding <laughs> anniversary back in April, we saw it out there. We came home and we bought it a month later, brand new. So the nicest vehicle we've ever had. Then we downgraded my vehicle. So yeah, we, so we that we do, could balance it out, right? We, we were do trying a to be lot smart. of driving, yeah. so it's like let's get a car that we can just run everywhere when we're doing all these driving adventures. And then we'll have the nice vehicle, and we'll have a mm-hmm. so we we have like a 2018 Camry. So I had been driving that because I was traveling to St. Louis back and forth, and Eric's been driving the Aviator. It's a Lincoln Aviator. And so Tuesday, I'm driving the kids back from school, and I'm like, God, this thing is driving funny. Like, I feel like I have a flat tire. (laughs) But the tire pressure was all good. And I even even messaged Eric. I'm like, I don't know if this car needs alignment, but I'm scratching my head a little bit going, no, I know I have not hit anything. I know exactly where I was at work. And I was like, oh, shit. So he never said anything to me. He just was like, I'll I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. So he switches me out vehicles, takes it to (laughs) big old tire. They do an alignment. And then he was like, well, they fixed it. I think they fixed it. Just drive it and see. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, it's a little bit better. But now I have a low tire pressure light on. And so he's like, well, I'll take it back to him. They probably didn't do something right. So they take it. He takes it back to him. And then that's when he's forced to tell me what really happened. For the record, it wasn't the second time. I told you the first time because I was like, oh, I feel awful. It, this is one of those things. When, when Angie was in Dallas for her women's event that we've talked about, that we we're so proud of for the huddle episode, she was gone for several days, right? She left for a few days and then I met her in Cabo. So I drove the Lincoln while she was gone and she took the camera to the airport. Well, in that process, I was still planning for your birthday. And I, I know exactly what happened. It was a, a Wednesday afternoon. I grabbed a gift for you from Lexi, our daughter, at her apartment. And then I headed to downtown Columbia to get a second gift. In that process, someone called me and I tried to get my phone out of my pocket. And when I did that, I kind of just like, it, it just went off the road on a very <laughs> narrow place. But it wasn't like, 
I, I eased it back on. Like, yeah, it dropped off. And I was like, oh, crap, don't like that. But probably everything's fine. I monitored tire pressure for the next two days till I met you in Mexico. Everything seemed fine. He except just had that never had it at 75 miles right. an hour. I didn't have to get it up <laughs> over 60, 70 miles an hour. Turns out I bent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Not ideal on a brand new vehicle. If you need a new wheel, that's going to be over $1,000. Luckily, I have a lot of clients and one of them in the auto body industry who had a wheel guy who was able to unbend the wheel for $175. She is back in business. Yeah, so he fixed it. I didn't even get mad about it because I maybe once or twice have ran over a curb. It happens. Can I say to you that I was super impressed that you didn't get mad? I was waiting for you to like lose your mind, get what? super Did angry. Have I ever lost my mind on you? I don't know. I mean, I, think I just was worried to about it. Overall topic of yeah. today is empathy and being able to empathize. And I know if I would have lost my mind on him, that the next week I probably would have hit a deer or something. Like <laughs> I love I also, your mindset. I also put myself in your shoes and know that the prior vehicle I totally ran over a curb with it. So, <laughs> yeah. and she she confessed so that it later. Happens. So it I happens. thought she'd be mad. She's like, "Well, I'm not mad at you because I did this in the last vehicle." And I was like, "Oh, okay." But why I bring that up is that week we still weren't feeling great. Eric is running everywhere to try to get the vehicle fixed on top of that because of our water damage we had in June. They were finally able to replace our floor, start painting the basement, all these things. There was so much craziness going on that week. So to top it off, Summer had soccer practice Wednesday night. Because I was gone the week before, we ended up having my kids the rest of the week. And at the last, like, 10 minutes of practice... Completely twisted her ankle. Bad. Bad. And that weekend, they have a big qualifying tournament for soccer, and she's definitely one of their good players on the team or key player, right? The team's great, but she's a key player. So she is super upset because her ankle is jacked. And then here we have this tournament in St. Louis. So dealing with that, Eric, you know, at 930 at night, he's going to get two big, huge bags of ice so she can submerge her foot in the ice. I mean, her and I were doing ice buckets. We were doing uh, electric light therapies. We were doing everything possible to try to get her ready to play in a 48-hour time period. And she tried really hard. It didn't didn't necessarily work the way she wanted to or anybody. But, I mean, it just was like one thing after another just kept building over the course of not just a few days, but really the last 14 days probably. And and, and I know that if you're listening, things are happening to you. They're like, gosh, I've been dealing with some of the same stuff. Sometimes that's the way it aligns. It's not the way you want it to do. So what do you do? How do you persevere in those moments? And for us, it felt like it just kept building. Yeah. And also your, your neck was jacked and you end up going to chiropractor a couple of times Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Friday morning, you had an adjustment that you end up getting a bad headache from Thursday. I had driven to St. Louis to take Hallie to Ohio or to the airport so she could go hang with her girlfriend that she had sold a horse to and they become best friends. Um, so she could she could head there and ride horses for the weekend. And let's see what else. So then Friday, I pick up the twins and we head to St. Louis for a soccer tournament. Well, all the kids have stuff going on all weekend. So Summer had, and I put this on my story if you guys follow it, but Summer had wanted to get Eric a soccer shirt with her team logo on it. He helps her a ton with soccer. She really, you know, appreciates his level of involvement. But she wanted his name on, her name on the back of the shirt. So 
She had just given him that shirt this that week. So this, yeah. So she gets hurt. When, so Tuesday, she gives me the shirt. Tuesday, she gives him the shirt. Wednesday, Wednesday she hurts she her ankle. Hurts her ankle. Friday is the game. game. And for me, she gives me the shirt, and it's what every bonus parent wants, right? You want a deep relationship with your bonus kids, or you should, right? If you're in a relationship and you don't want that with the bonus child, you probably don't want to be in that relationship. We've talked about that. Like, don't engage in this unless you're deep in with the other kids. You know, I've always, Angie and I both, with the other children, we've dove in headfirst. I mean, it teared me up when I got this gift from Summer because there was a note that was like, Thank you so much for how much you work with me and you coach me and you're there for me. And she got me this jersey with her name on the back. It was her team jersey. I mean, it, it was a really big deal for, I think, for her, for me. And it just meant a lot, right? So she gives me that and then she has the tournament and I'm trying to get her leg better. But we both know it's just, it's not quite right. You pick her up from school on Friday and you guys head, you, Chase, and Summer head to St. Louis because we just had the twins for the weekend. And... I know it's an eight o'clock game and we live about an hour and 45 minutes from where she was playing. I had a hugely busy day on Friday that day. So I'm trying to hustle up, get there just as quickly as I possibly can. In that process, I run home and I know I'm pushing on time. I just, I want to get the jersey on. It's, it's changing weather here in Missouri at this time. So I'm thinking I got to get some sweats. I got to get something long sleeve under the jersey. I got to grab my stocking cap and gloves. In that process, I do one of the dumbest things I've ever done injury-wise. I mean, I talked about this on the radio that next Monday and I had people messaging in. They were they were they were laughing, but they were also I've done all these dumb things as well because people can relate. You do you you get to what we learn. You're in a hurry in a big rush trying to do all these things. You go too fast and you hurt yourself. So I get home and I'm changing clothes. I'm trying to get out the door to get to St. Louis. And I reach up the top of the closet to grab my stocking cap and gloves that I haven't needed since last April, first week of May. And I get it down and my stocking caps are where are my gloves? Well, they must have fallen out because I always put my stuff yes, back. He's OCD. Everything has its place and it's it belongs there and stays yeah, there. So it's got to be up there. I reach around. I can't feel it. And I'm like, I have to get there. This, this girl, Summer, just gave me this note and this jersey. I got to be on time for this game. So I don't have time to go across the house to get a ladder, step stool, whatever. You know what? I work out. I'm in good shape. I'm just going to jump up to the top of the closet and see where my gloves are. Except stupid me, I don't step actually into the closet. I just jump in the doorway, in the frame of the door, which has a metal piece on top because it slides. And I hit my head and basically knocked myself out. I then end up, it backs me up into Angie's door frame of her closet, which we didn't realize till Sunday when you're like, why do you have a bruise down your back? Because I hit that. And then I wake up, collapsed in your closet, bleeding out of my head everywhere. I mean, it was not a good situation. I remember waking up in your closet being like, this is really bad. This is really dumb. I'm really mad at myself. I go in, I get a towel. I clean up the blood. Where do I go? I go to Amber's house, right, down the street. Adam and Amber on the podcast last week. I go down to Amber's. I'm like, Amber, you got to help me. Super mom Amber has the jersey, the white jersey Summer gave me clean. It's covered in blood. She has a clean within like two minutes and gets me patched up. So I drive to St. Louis. Should I have? Probably not. I was concussed. Doesn't tell me any of this. Well, no, because you would have told me to stay home. But I've got this daughter that is so appreciative of me. I'm not letting her down. All I can think about is I'm not letting her down. That was the only thing on my mind. 
So Because she had a tournament the whole weekend. So yeah. this was the only game that he could go to. He's going to miss the rest of them. Yeah, I got to be there. So I make it to the game, and, and that was that. But I was messed up then for the weekend. He and was now messed the, up. And now the boys have to ship. Carter was home late that night. We had Carter all weekend with Chase and Summer. Now Carter and Chase, they got to step up because they realize immediately Friday night and then Saturday morning, I'm messed up. Like, I've got a concussion. I've got light sensitivity, sick to my stomach, all the things. You know, again, that created empathy for them. Like it forced them a little bit to go, oh, shoot, he's really hurt. I have to step in and help. So that was the lemonade out of the lemons in this particular situation because they really did. I mean, and they teaching, cared and they worried about you. Teaching moment for two boys. They were both like, why Why would you go to St. Louis? Like you were messed up. Why would you do that? And I was like, someday you're going to have daughters. I hope that you both have daughters and you don't want to let them down. And all I could think about was can't let her down and not show up after this jersey just came in and she just gave me this note. And I think both boys understood that where I was coming from. Like, I have got to show up for her right now. So then they showed up for me all weekend long. And that was the thing. Yeah. You, you showed them, you showed, you modeled the behavior and then they mimicked it. Yeah. And so then let's talk about Carter. So, yeah. So that's Friday night. The next night, Saturday, all day, Saturday, Carter and Chase are helping me. First, they went to the gym together. And I was like, well, I'll go. They're like, you can't go to the gym. You're sick. So I stayed home. They get home. They helped me with all the chores around the house. It was impressive. Like I was texting Angie, like these boys are just showing up. I mean, they were, they wanted me to sit down. I would make sure they did them right, but they did everything. And Chase and Carter really showed up. And then Carter went to get a football game that night, high school football game. It was his second game because he had been injured all season. And his first game, he played amazing. And so then this is his second game. So Chase and I drive to that and we get there on the second series. Carter goes to make his second tackle of the game. First one was perfect. Goes to make this one and he doesn't get up. And Chase and I are like, oh God. And he's right. I mean, he doesn't come back in. His He felt his shoulder pop out. And then when a guy rolled off of him, popped back in. He's, we're two weeks out now. He still hasn't played. The next morning, he had an incredibly big baseball showcase for his college future, which his college future is potentially in baseball. Couldn't do that because he couldn't raise his arm. Couldn't raise one of his arms. I mean, you can't play baseball without raising an arm. So here we are. We're back in. What do we do with lemons versus lemonade? And here's Carter. And so I go one minute and I can't, and I'm hurt. Now Carter, the next minute is hurt. And it's just, that's where we've been. Yeah. It's it's a push in the pool. Like one minute you think you have, you know, amazing things happening and then you're just leveled into going, okay, I'm, I get it. I'm not in control. Hallie, you know, she has similar experience. She was in Ohio that weekend. What happened to her? Yeah. So she was there riding horses and, and she ended up getting knocked off the horse. And she's like, you know, I needed it. I needed a little humility. Like I was getting kind of cocky on the horse. And then the horse let me know, guess what? I'm, I'm in control. So her shoulder, she's actually lucky she didn't get hurt worse. She's pretty bruised up and her shoulder was sore. But again, like that's that was, this is all within like a week and a half. And then on top of it, Eric's got to have surgery coming up. Yeah. So he's been dealing with hernia. Multiple and hernias. Mul- multiple hernias. Since so the end of April. And I put them off because <laughs> the kids have so many things. I want to get through summer and all the kids' activities. And it's possible I might have waited a little too long. Is what I have it on the books in another four to five weeks. The pain's really coming in hot and heavy, which is why about two and a half weeks, I was like, oh, I probably should schedule oh, this. You think? It's getting a lot worse. And uh, you're going to get forced to slow down. We're all going to get yeah. forced to slow down. You, we go too hard trying to make 
everybody happy and we kind of lose sight of what really matters. It happens. We will get one-on-one time, though, when you have your surgery. Angie is going to try to take care of me. We're going to test her. I think he's scared. Well, because I'm I'm the nurse. (laughs) I'm the manny in the family. Like, I have adjusted to a role. I work full-time, but I'm the manny. Oh, my God. This was not in our little script to talk about, but I cracked up the other day. (laughs) Eric's like, you know what? (laughs) I feel... You know, I really feel sorry for housewives <laughs> because this sucks. Like, I do all kinds of stuff around here, and nobody appreciates it. I'm doing laundry all the time. I'm, he goes this whole lot. Empty the laundry, dishwasher. dishes, I'm everything. I'm making people everywhere. <laughs> I am dying laughing. It's hysterical to listen to him. So we both, I'm like, no, that's a great point. I, It's hard. Yeah, we both work full time. We both are very successful, but Angie's job is more demanding, I would say, than mine. And so I have I have taken on a manny role in this house. <laughs> and in that process, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy. Again, See, there's that word. Empathy is our topic today. Empathy towards the housewife that is is running kids all the time, that's doing the laundry, that's doing all the dishes, that's helping to cook meals, that's that's making sure beds are made and all the things. And yeah, it, it's definitely been a thing. I was like, this is unbelievable. I don't think anybody <laughs> notices all the work You're that I'm doing. You're such an amazing manny, though. We all do Thank really you. appreciate it all. I mean, the kids are spoiled yeah. with their laundry and how it's folded. I'm sure they can tell whenever I fold it versus when <laughs> Eric folds it. <laughs> I fold like you're in a department store. Who was telling us the other day, they're like, oh, I'm nervous now when I load the dishwasher because I've listened to your podcast. No, they I were really saying they do it right. It. Yeah, they do it right. But they're like, oh, God, yeah, I better make sure I put this plate in here Back right to way. front. <laughs> There's a process for loading the dishwasher. It's not that hard. But, yeah, it can all be very overwhelming. Sometimes you, whether you get forced to or you choose to, you've got to hit that pause button and pay attention to the signs that God's sending you to slow down. Sometimes it's saying no to things, too, that um, you might be overcommitting and just running on fumes, and the which fact you is, might give yourself a concussion if you're not slowing down. That was a big thing we talked about. She, Angie was like, "What are you, you're going too fast. And I was going too fast. I was trying to get too many things in. And I've been doing it not just that day. I've been doing it for a while. And you do it for a while. I mean, this just happened to you this week with us both not feeling well. And traditionally what she does is she just pushes through. And then she makes herself sicker and worse by doing that. And so yesterday she didn't go to this big event. And I felt bad for her. I know she wanted to go. And she stayed home. Like I said, she had to take a nap during the middle of a work day for 30 minutes. She never does that. And then we were in bed by 8 o'clock, and you slept for 10 hours. I was like, you're, <laughs> I you're a different person today. Oh, I, yeah. It kind of. I told you earlier, I'm like, I don't. I must have felt bad for several weeks. Like, I really I think, think it's so. from Cabo because today it's just like, oh, my God, I feel like a different person. Yeah. So in that process, we've learned not just to slow down, but about gratitude. I think one of the things we've talked a lot about how we pray before meals And what Angie and I have both noticed lately is that the kids' prayers have started to be... Thanks for making the food. Yeah, I don't know if selfish is the right word. Like, oh, I'm glad we're having this for dinner, or I'm thankful we're getting this or that well, it's, it's what not, they're grateful for yes versus rather than we've, gratitude we realize that we probably need to focus a little bit more on empathy and and part of that is really thinking about others like trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes and i think more switching to who's someone that you want to pray for 
kind of starts forcing that a little for bit. For a situation, about all those things. And not only that, but, you know, in this world we live in right now that is such a, a microwave society, right? You've got your old used to could. You would make a, a baked potato in an oven and it took a long way, a long time. Now you put it in a microwave and it's ready in no time. We live in the microwave society where we want it done now. And unfortunately, I think that means that not just our kids, us too, probably forget that it does take time to make things happen or you forget quickly how good it is. And so we're in the process with Hallie and Lexi both moving out of this house that we built two years ago, kind of do a little room switch. You know, Summer is moving into the girls' old room. And when we moved into this house, Summer kept old furniture, like old furniture. I mean, that's fair, right? That's oh, old, totally. It was old furniture. It was old when, when Amber, again, Amber, when Amber had it. And then when I got divorced, Amber gave it to me. So that's minimum seven, eight years ago. Yeah. On top of it already being old. So old furniture. When we moved to this house, the boys all got new furniture. I mean, it's just they had new furniture. It, it was really nice. Dane carried his furniture over from our, my old house, but that was brand new furniture for him at that point. And so now Summer's getting this furniture and then, and, and some of the boys are kind of like, why she get new furniture? Well, um, she hasn't had new furniture since we moved into the house. And Plus what it's we're, an upgrade for the rest of the boys. It's an honestly, upgrade, right? So now Carter's now getting king, and now Dane's going to get out of his twin bed and get Carter's furniture that's also a year or two that's old. A, two years and old. It's, so yeah, so it's, it's goodness, a, but you got to remind kids sometimes we don't. It's not a microwave world. Like you're getting things like what you have is nicer than ninety percent of kids in America. And we sometimes forget that because somebody gets something new, you still have stuff that's just two years old. And their stuff was way older than that. And and I think people in blended families, this is probably a normal challenge. Oh, they're getting more. No, they're not getting more. Well, I didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're no different than you is where we're going. Right. And I, I think you go from just a couple of kids to six kids. It's super challenging for some of them to adjust to a bigger group. And and Eric and I say all the time, like, I don't ever say I have three kids. I say I have six kids. Same. Same. I mean, now we may say he's got three and I have three, but like, I will, I will never say I just have three kids because we are a complete family unit. Same for our kids. Yeah. Guess what? When you have six kiddos, there are things that we might not be able to do that maybe we used to be able to go do like hit every game. And I think that part of that, though, is a good experience for the kids to also, again, think about the other person or think about even that, hey, mom and dad might be completely freaking overwhelmed because they have been working events on the weekends. They've been running all the kids and we are not going to hit every game. And you know what? That's actually okay. My dad missed missed more of my game. My dad was a great man. He missed more of my games and my parents were married and my sisters weren't even playing. Yeah. That I miss of our kids now. And so it's okay. It is okay. And if you're struggling with that, if you're in a, I know there's a lot of blended families where people want to say, well, I just have one kid, but really they have two or they have, you know, it's, it's not the deal. We say all the time we have six. And that goes back to our podcast with David Rowe and him talking about his, his bonus dad, Bill. Bill has always called David and his older sister that weren't his, his children. And I do the same thing. I had that conversation at lunch today with somebody. I have six children. Are they all biologically mine? No, three of them are. I have six children that I love the same. And we do try to instill that into our kids. Some of them understand it better than others. We have six kids and we love you all the same. That does not I mean we're not putting any one of you on a pedestal more than the other one. That is not how this works. 
And so that is a that is a regular conversation we have, and I think it's good because we it's have. Good. I, I took Summer and Hallie to the eye doctor this week. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I had too many meetings. I was manning. Like, he's manning and took I him to the, the eye doctor. Mode, middle of the day. <laughs> And Manian and my two bonus daughters. And you get in there and they're like, well, your name's not, their name's Phillips. Your name's, I'm like, I'm the dad. I'm the bonus dad. Okay. I got this. And so they're like, well, do you want to come back with, so I go back with Summer because she's 13. feel like I should be in there for something. And the nurse turns and says to me, I listened to you on the radio and I just told my almost husband we're getting married and we each have three kids. They have five boys and a girl. Whew, that's a lot of boys. Oh, man. Yeah. And she said, I heard Eric talk about on the radio, his blended family of six. See, it can be done. We can do this. So I gave her the podcast. I don't know if she'll ever listen to it or not, but that was a moment, right? And then they're like, well, do you want to come in for your other daughter? I was like, we had the conversation. She would be like, F no. Uh-huh. I said, she's <laughs> almost 21. She wanted the ride to save gas. She does not <laughs> want me in the room with her. As I walked back by, Summer and I finished, I walked back by her room. I was like, honey, do you want me to come in? Because one, I like to embarrass the kids. She's like, no, I'm fine. So... That was that. It was it was funny because you met someone else in that scenario that hasn't listened to the podcast yet, but listens to me on the radio and knows you can blend families. And I told her while we were sitting there, I have six kids. And why are you in here with these kids instead of their dad or their mom? Because they're my kids, too. I mean, these are my children. That's how I feel about it. That's how I believe it. If you get in, we said this in one of the first podcast episodes we did. If you want to blend your family. And you do not believe that the kids you're about to meet are going to be your kids, then you probably shouldn't blend a family. I will die on that cliff. You can stop listening to the podcast if you don't believe that, because we're just going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, that is, you are not going to truly be able to care for another human being in a relationship if you meet someone that you want to have a relationship with and you can't love their kids like your own. You're not going to be able to handle it. It's It's not good for them. It's not good for your spouse. It's not good for anybody. No. And, you know, we're talking a ton about empathy and the value. Like if there's one thing I really want kids to learn, it's it's empathy and gratitude and how to kind of just overall take the suck from life that it's going to happen to all of us and, and turn that into strength and, and grit, right? And be able to plow through. But, you know, we haven't talked about empathy for the other families that are your parent co-parenting with. Like I think empathy for the other parents go a long way too and not make assumptions, you know, that someone's doing something wrong, like the positive intent. I would say go in into your relationships with empathy and positive intent. That also helps you build relationships across those lines. And my God, that is that is hard to do, but it's hard to do, but you can't, you don't want to throw the other parent under the bus. So sometimes if a parent misses them, you just got to assume positive intent. You have taught right. us all that. you assume positive intent. Something came up that day. It's not their fault. That is something that we try to and give grace and right. empathy in those scenarios, even when we may not get it back in return. Right. Right. And that's just, that's where that's at. And, and one thing that we, we have heard sometimes that we're too positive and that the phrase toxic positivity, which to me we may or may not have been told that it comes from <laughs> if you actually want to look at it, it comes, we love Ted Lasso. And in, if you've not watched Ted Lasso, hilarious, highly recommend it. It's a great way to bring teams and families together. Jason Sudeikis is great in it. In it, his soon to be ex-wife says that he has toxic positivity because he's always trying to bring things up. Angie and I don't ignore the negative. We acknowledge the negative. 
We Yeah, we acknowledge that this is hard. Yeah, we just don't allow our children to be negative about things that they're making up in their minds. Things that they're like saying the other night in the Cardinals baseball game, Albert Pujols is trash. No, he's the greatest, arguably the greatest right-handed hitting baseball player of all time. He's had the second, the best second half in baseball of any right-handed hitter. So we, we don't allow kids to say things like that, but you can still be in your feelings and acknowledge. You can be frustrated with the game. Yeah. Be disappointed that they lost, right? But you also can't just lose your mind over <laughs> over a situation because that applies to life in general. Like we're trying to bring some balance and perspective to our kids and kind of teach them those life lessons. Because let me tell you, I'm going to use a baseball analogy. Life's going to throw you a curveball. Right? Oh, that's pretty good. Look it? at you. Dang. <laughs> but Always, like it's never going to be this like perfect scenario. So when shit gets hard, you got to figure out how you find that balance and be able to plow through. It's not toxic. It's real life. (laughs) I am happy to have discussions with someone who believes in something called toxic positivity. If, if you could explain to me if you allow that to overtake your livelihood. Because I think what I know of people that believe in toxic positivity, they're just negative people. Now, maybe you're a positive person that believes in it. If that's you, explain that to me. But the only people I know that believe in toxic positivity are negative people, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you're like the type of person that's like, everything's amazing, this is all great, and you ignore the challenges in life, that's toxic. Totally get that. We don't but, do that. But trying to find that balance in life, that's not toxic positivity. But I, I do want our kids to try to look at when times get hard that they try to find the silver lining, right? Because it is there. It is always there. And trying to keep kids out of depression that way. I mean, so, right. yeah, right. for sure. I mean, I, I do that. I get have a rough day and I, then I immediately have to try to think about, okay, what am I grateful for? What's good about today? That's what I love about John Gordon, the author oh, and the right. motivational yeah, speaker. Really he good. he takes gratitude walks daily, and he started doing that years ago because he used to get depressed and negative, and his gratitude walks helped to pull him out of it. So Angie and I try to find things that we're grateful for. We try to bring that into our kids' lives, and we absolutely love that. So that's where we're at with that. What else do you want to add today? It's been tough. Like It's been a rough couple it of weeks, and we appreciate the community. I mean, just like having Amber and Adam on last week's episode, that's part of our community. Right. We can reach out to Adam and Amber and share things that are difficult. We can. Yeah, it was great. We had a little vent session and and got there an outsider's perspective on some challenges that we were dealing with. And it was, you know, it was almost like a immediate little relief of like, yeah, here's here's what I would do. And here, have, you know, think about it this way. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Bounce ideas off and how we should respond or handle a particular situation. So we go back to that community that we're trying to build and that's really where we're at. So thanks so much for you guys letting us to to share some of the challenges that we've gone through recently. A lot of blessings, but some challenges as well. And and we just appreciate you giving us a, a platform to share those with you. If you're going through some of the same challenges, feel free to reach out and let us know because it, this community that we're building is what really matters uh, so that we can all feel like we're not alone, feel like we're making a difference with each other in our lives. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. We look forward to seeing you next week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. 
We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.